Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefni Early and today you are listening to episode 70 of the podcast, the sports roundup of the weekend. For the next 40 minutes or so, I'll be bringing you all the sporting action from around the county over the last three days. This show is sponsored very kindly by Podrick King and his Switch Off Your Stress and Anxiety event on Wednesday evening in The Hive in Carrick on Shannon. It was a very busy weekend of action at home and abroad with the final round of games in the senior and intermediate football championships as well as the ladies semi-finals at both senior and intermediate level. There is also the small matter of the county minor final to look back on last weekend between St Mary's and Mactierma de Gales. And we'll also take a look at local and national soccer and international boxing on the show. We also have some very exciting news today on the show. We're looking ahead to our 100th show, which is 30 days away at this point, and it falls just a few days ahead of the senior Connacht Gold Football Championship final. It's also World Mental Health Week, and we wanted to pull all three of those events together into a single fantastic night, which will be broadcast on the podcast for our 100th show. On the 8th of October in the Glen Centre Manor Hamilton, we will be inviting you to join us for Leitrim Daily Live, a live recording of a very special episode of the show. We'll be featuring both teams who are competing in the county final the following Sunday. We'll be chatting to great characters from both clubs, celebrating the 25th anniversary of the historic 1994 Connacht Championship victory and taking a look at both sides in the championship final with our ultimate preview show. Tickets for the event will be €10 plus a €1 booking fee, and thanks to the support of the Glen Centre, the entire ticket price will go to North West Stop. We would love to create a special night and have you with us there in the Glen Centre on the night in question. Tickets are now available on theglencentre.com. Of course, the biggest sporting news of the weekend was nothing to do with sport, well, not directly at least, the official opening of the McGovern Avas Leitrim GAA Centre of Excellence in Anaduff sees the culmination of 15 years of work by a large number of people across the county and within the GAA at county, provincial and national level. We're dedicating an entire episode of this podcast to the event and the launch of the centre on Wednesday here on the show in focus, so we won't be spending much time on Saturday's events on today's show. We really have a packed show today, so let's get on with the sport. As always, we start with international sport with a Leitrim kick, and first up is boxing, where Dean Clancy of Manor Hamilton saw his European Youths Challenge ended by English flyweight Mohamed Adan in the quarterfinals of the competition. He lost out on a 3-2 split decision after three high-tempo and tactical rounds in Sofia, Bulgaria, yesterday. He had previously secured a 5-0 decision against an Armenian opponent in the last 16 bout on Friday. Before we get stuck into all the Gaelic that's going to follow this, it was a massive weekend for soccer in the county, with the big good news story of the re-emergence of Carrick Town as a member of the Sligo Leitrim League at junior level. After two seasons of not fielding an adult side, they were back in action this weekend in the second tier of the competition, the Premier League, hosting Arrow Harps in the showgrounds on the Boyle Road, Carrick and Shannon. 
Despite opening the scoring through a Kyle McNabola penalty, they fell behind with Auerharp scoring either side of the halftime break. And although Carrick shaded the majority of the game in possession and opportunities, they went down 2-1 to the Sligo side in their first game back. I spoke to Carrick manager Jason Kavanagh after the game. Jason Kavanagh, the coach of Carrick Town, congratulations on getting a team back at this level. It must be nice to be back playing football. Yeah, no, it is. It's lovely now. We've been training now the last two and a half, three months now. We started early just to get the team back up and running, sort out a formation and that now. Fortunately now, I didn't go to plan today, but as I said, it's our first season back in the league. It's the first time some of the lads have played together. So with the GAA involved as well, some lads can't make training, so they can't come out and commit to learn the formation and that. But it was a good performance today. We had a great first half. Uh, second half now, we, we played to their pace a small bit in the second half now. I said it, I didn't want that because they were tired. So I wanted us to go out and dictate the pace, but we played to their pace for the first 15 minutes. They went 2-1 up, and then after that, then we, we, we fastened it up again, and we kept going and going and going. Their goalkeeper made a few good saves. Pick up and go again next Sunday. You probably dominated the, the first two thirds of the pitch, but just the final third, it just wasn't quite happening for you. Where do you make the improvements for next week? Next week now, see, the formation that we're playing, we're for, playing the 4-2-3-1, so I think next week I'm just going to take one of the cams out and play two strikers so they can link off each other. Gary Regan, who's our striker, is a big lad. He's a big, powerful, powerful lad. He just didn't get the balls in tonight. And that's that's not on the boys either. That's that's on um, Arrow. They defended really well as well. And they had our runners. But when we did get through, we, we tested the goalkeeper. So maybe we look at playing two up front next week. Tell us a bit about the actual journey to get a team back on the pitch here at senior level in Carrick. Yeah, it was hard. We got new, to get new jerseys. A lot of advertisement to try and get the team up and running now. Now, thank very much to Flynn's Barter in Carrick and Shannon. They sponsored his brand new jerseys that we are wearing tonight. He's the main sponsor of the senior team now. He gave me a little bit of a hand putting the team together. He gave me a few names. It's been a journey and it's been a hard one just to get all the players playing together, to get everybody out, to get it all registered. Um, I was asked to do it. I was ifing and on and, and then I said, yeah, look, I'll do it. Because I used to manage the under 11s and under 12s. I didn't think there was going to be much, that much paperwork to actually start a senior team. But look, it's all done now. We're up and running. It only gets easier from now on out. Who's easier to manage, the under-11s or the senior side? Under-11s. I can tell you that now, <laughs> the under-11s. Well, listen, congratulations on fielding a team. Hard luck with today's result, but I think the signs are definitely very promising from what I saw there today. Oh, they are the team. It's a great team now. Once you start playing together, gelling more, and once they get to know each other and a bit, a bit, a bit of communication on the field, the next couple of games now will really show what we can do. Thanks very much. At National League level, Sligo Rovers' Niall Morahan made his first start since the European Under-19 Championships with a starring role in their 4-0 FAI quarter-final victory over UCD on Saturday evening in the showgrounds in Sligo. They now join Shamrock Rovers in the draw later this week. Waterford played Dundalk this evening for the third spot in the draw, while Bohemians play non-league Crumlin United on Friday with the final place in the draw as a prize for the winner of that particular clash. Niall, as it happens, won't be the only Leitrim player in an FAI senior semi-final this year, as both Dervila Byrne and Alva Clancy progressed to that stage with Piemont United and Galway Women's FC, respectively. Wins over Limerick and DLR Waves on Saturday evening ensured their progress. They will be joined by Wexford Youths and Shelburne in the draw for the last four later this week. Manor Rangers were also in Sligo Leitrim League action and secured an opening day Super League victory in the top division with a 2-1 victory away to St. John's. Shane Walsh 
and an OG for the Sligo team, proving to be enough to collect all three points for the North Leitrim side. There was also a massive underage result for Manor Hamilton Rangers as their under-16 team beat Connacht Kingpins Salt Hill Devon in Galway by a single goal to nil in the Skechers Cup. Owen Moyles with that goal, the only one of the game. Now, Gaelic football. So much stuff happening this weekend. I'm not quite sure where to start, but we're going to work in order of seniority down through the various grades. We're starting with the senior championship, the Conical Senior Football Championship, and we were at the fifth round of the group stages, and that has thrown up a very familiar ring to the fixtures in both the men's and the women's, with the county finalists from last year being paired up again in the respective next rounds. St. Joseph's and Glencar Manor will contest the ladies' final for the second consecutive year, while Muhl and Ahuillen will lock horns in the quarter-finals of the men's competition. There were just five games played in the Senior Football Championship in the final round of group games after Ochnashieland failed to field the team for their clash with Sean O'Heslins. The full results are as follows. In Group 1, Melvin Gales 2-9, Glencar Manor 1-10, a two-point victory for Melvin Gales in that North Leitrim derby. Drumreilly, 3-12, Mohull, 2-20. Gortletra, 4-12, Fianna St. Callians, 3-14, a one-point victory for Gortletra in that match. Group 2, Drumahair, 2-7, St. Mary's Kiltard, 3-14, Ahawillan, 3-17, Alan Gales, 2-13, a seven-point win there too. There was great excitement around the grounds on Saturday evening as phones were hopping with texts, calls, tweets, keeping track of scores elsewhere and trying to work out scoring differences on the fly as each game had an effect on the final placings and the resulting quarter-final fixtures for next Sunday's last eight games. In Group 1, the scoring difference permutations we had discussed most of last week ended up being completely irrelevant when Melvin Gales produced their best performance of the season so far to take the victory against their North Leitrim rivals, Glencar Manor. The boot of Dara Rooney did most of the damage, but veteran attacker Emlyn Mulligan was pulling the strings for Melvin Gales. I spoke to Emlyn after the game. Emlyn Mulligan, you got to be happy with how that game has gone. Ah, yeah, listen, I suppose the main thing for us is we're in the quarterfinal, you know, and I suppose coming into the game we knew Davidson bought the score difference and that, but I suppose that was irrelevant for us being the game it was against Manor. I suppose, you know, it takes its own kind of history and that in the past, and it's a local derby. So I think for both teams, you know, people could say, oh, Manor weren't at this and that, but Manor didn't want to be losing that to us either, and neither did we want to lose to them. You know, if that game was for nothing, we still would have came out here wanting to win it. So, yeah, listen, we showed great, listen, in fairness, we got a great lead there, and in fairness to Manor, we knew they were going to come back at us, and we, listen, we stuck it out, and it was messy at times there for us all. It wasn't really a game for the I suppose for the faint heart in terms of skill and that, but listen, some of them games just to the grind out and thankfully, you know, we've we've a man in Dara Rooney inside there who well to me personally is probably the best forward in the county at the minute, you know, and he's phenomenal. He's an absolute machine there and he went back and caught a massive ball there in the half back line too. So for him it's great to see him moving the way he is, you know, and he's only still a young lad. So listen, there's a number of other great performances in there, but we're we're happy just to I suppose to be to be in a quarter final and keep our senior status I suppose as well, you know, which is important. In terms of the overall season, I suppose you started so brightly in the first five or ten minutes here on the first game of the season. Things looked great, just a couple of shots went a wall and then all of a sudden you find yourself two games in, two defeats. Did you expect to be here at that point of the season? 
Uh, listen, I suppose we were the same last year. Um, yeah, as you said, against Mohol, I think the first 10, five, 10 minutes, we, we, you know, we were playing very well, but we just couldn't score. And unfortunately, they got the run of the green, they got a few goals. But we, we, I suppose we lived off that as well. We, we kept going back to that moment saying, we still are good enough to compete. Now, I suppose the, the Drumreilly defeat was disappointing. But at the same time, I wouldn't sit here and say it was a fluke from Drumreilly. Drumreilly 100% deserved to beat us that day. They were way hungrier and we just found it very hard to break them down, you know. But we made a few positional changes and one being Dara. Dara was playing on the half-forward line there for them the first two games. And since he's gone in, you know, he, he's been instrumental. Like, you know, he scored three goals against Carletta here in Parks and he banged in two again today, you know. And he's such a target man. And you've seen that today with the high ball coming in top from the manner couldn't deal with him. So that positional change, to be honest, to be honest probably inevitably has changed our season around. And it was only a small switch, but we've, uh, you know, I suppose you have to appreciate when you have a forward of that quality and you have to get the best out of him. And the best out of him is playing him inside. And unfortunately for us, no, there's no team we're able to mark him at the present minute, you know. As we're speaking, haven't heard the result from Drum Riley yet. They were winning, which if they win, you'd finish fourth on goal dif- on, on, on head-to-head results. Do you care who you play in the quarterfinal? No, no, I don't care. You know, you've Ahawil or Balnamore. As much as much as Balnamore are going well, Ahawil and we know they're always there. So it's irrelevant, as I suppose. Listen, the main thing for us is we've a bit of form going into the next game. You know, we'll give anyone a, we, we, we'll give anyone a run out the minute the way our confidence is at the present moment. You know, it's a big change around in the space of three weeks, but that's part and parcel of GA. Um, you know, you get the wins, you get the momentum, you get the confidence. And, you know, it's a happy dressing room there tonight. And just to get, to get one over manner for us, is, it's, it's always that extra little bonus for us, you know, and they know that as well. And you can hear it from the roar at the end. But, listen, it's irrelevant. We're, we move on, park it, and, and look forward to a quarter-final, whether it be a Holland, Mary's or whoever, Ballinamore. It's irrelevant at this stage, so we're just glad to be in it. You can't really beat those local rivalries and, and beating the local boys down the, at the last game of the championship. No, you can't. You know, listen, we're separated from the rest of the county up there between ourselves and Manor. I think we're, we're very much secluded in terms of senior football. I think yourselves, Alan Gales, or, or up beside Leeds and Village, that kind of area is the next up, you know. So, you know, there is a big gap between that. So that's what makes all that special. You know, I suppose we're, we're, we're good friends. Well, not that we're good friends. Well, we are off the pitch, but we know each other quite well up there. So, it, as I suppose, it makes that extra bonus. And for fans, you know, come up here to Carrick, you know, it's that extra it's an extra journey for two sets of fans to come up here to play the game when you're bypassing different pitches. So it always like, adds that extra bonus over the years. But uh, listen, that is, it's a small little victory to us on the inside. But at the end of the day, Manor were through. I think they're playing Alan Gales themselves, so they'll be looking forward to next weekend and hoping to bounce back. But we're just glad to begin into the next game, whether it be a good team, obviously, Ballinamore will, and with a good test under our belt, especially, which is more important, I think. So, no disrespect to other games gone by, but that was a great test for us today. Well, listen, Emlyn, congratulations. Great end to the group stages, and hope you carry that form into the quarterfinals. Yeah, perfect. Listen, Bremington, oh, good all to talk to you. Thanks, Mill. Licking his wounds after the defeat to their local rivals, Connor Dolan shared his thoughts with me immediately after the final whistle. Connor, you must be disappointed with that game. Yeah, we're disappointed, obviously, after that. Um, coming into the game, um, playing Melvin Gale's local battle, we knew it was going to be a, a tough game. And um, uh, first half from us was, was very poor. We didn't come out of the blocks at all to give them a huge lead. And although we picked up in the in the second half, I suppose it was too little, uh, too late from from our point of view. And I suppose now we just have to to look on towards next weekend and the quarterfinal. In terms of the game today, you knew coming in that you were guaranteed top spot. Did that maybe cause a little bit of, of just kind of apathy in the game? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. You're always going to be up for a game against your your neighbours, and uh, both teams would have been looking forward to it. I suppose we knew we were true, but we would have been hoping to to win the game and keep the the momentum going. But um, you know, I suppose we have to be happy. We're after finishing top of the group. Um, we have a tough test uh, next weekend, and uh, maybe a, a good tough game at that was good for us going into the quarterfinals. How much of an impact will this game have, maybe in terms of refocusing the energy and in terms of what can happen when you switch off slightly? Yeah, that's it. It t- tested us and um, made us aware, I suppose, maybe of um, 
our, our negatives or some of the stuff that we need to, to work on in the in the week ahead and um, hopefully um, we'll be looking back next weekend <coughs> to this game and saying that it was a, a good test and tested us well for, for I think it's Alan Gales probably be next weekend It depends on the games that have been played as we speak It depends, okay, yeah Listen, uh, hard luck today but congratulations on top of the group and reaching the quarterfinals Alright, thanks very much FINA had needed a victory to have any hope of progressing in the competition and they held a significant lead into the second half but couldn't hold on against a resilient court letter side who weren't prepared to give up their season with just a little whimper Cortletra battled back to win by a single point at the final whistle, resigning FINA to that relegation playoff. Drumreilly also gave up a lead to lose to Mohull, but over the five group games have proven to be well worth their fourth place finish, and their quarterfinal spot has been well and truly earned by a side not fancied by many ahead of the championship campaign. In Group 2, it was a little more clear-cut. All four quarter-final spots had already been decided, and Ochnashielan's failure to field meant that Balnamore would top the group, with their neighbours finishing pointless at the bottom of the table. St Mary's late concession of a poor goal at the death of their victory over Drumahera looked to have cost them second place in the group, except for a late goal for Alan Gales in Balnamore, seeing Ochnashielan fail to match the Carrick side's 10-point victory. I spoke to St Mary's manager Joe Flynn after the game, but first Ushin Bohan talked me through his double goal scoring performance. Ushin Bohan 2-2 today, good win over Drummer sealed second place in the group and a quarter final spot against Melvin Gales next week. Yeah, we're looking forward to it now. Good get to get score up today and make sure we get the second place. It was a goal from the start of the year, so it's nice to get there anyway. It's your first year playing senior football. How have you found the rising standard from underage football? Uh, there's a lot more intensity like from the start like he straight away got into the league and it was nice uh, to get built through there I got a few starts and whatever but then championship came big intensity and just a lot more hits and stuff like that you know yourself today against Drummer Hare you uh, you came out of the blocks pretty quick two cracking goals you must be happy with that from a personal point of view yeah no I was nice enough to hit the back of the net twice there just get the confidence going going into next week like what's the plan for the rest of the season can this Mary's team go on and win the championship is that part of the plan uh, yeah, sure. It's always you never know what can happen. Like there's only eight teams left now, so just to look, we'll see what happens, and hopefully we get there. Happy enough with the draw as well. Uh, yeah, we're at Melvin Gales now, so we put one, try and put one past after the loss in the league. So hopefully we'll get back to them now. Uh, they played before you this afternoon in Park Sean. You might not have had a chance to get much of them. Have you seen them through the season so far? Uh, not really. I haven't had focused on it too much, to be honest. Just focus on our own game. We're progressing nicely now. Good build throughout the year and coming to a good standard now. Well, listen, well done today. Congratulations. Thanks very much. Joe Flynn, good solid victory against Drummer Hare. Despite a last-minute goal creeping in under the crossbar, uh, you must be happy with beating off Willen's margin and securing second place in the group. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the goals we had set ourselves at the start of the championship was to finish in the top two in the group to see where that could bring us in for the quarterfinals. So we've done that now. I wouldn't be overly delighted with the performance this evening. It was patchy. We, there was times we played nice football, but then in the last five or six minutes, we conceded two very soft goals and uh, it took a bit of a gloss off the scoreline. Um, we'll move forward. We have quarterfinals to plan against Melvin Gales next Sunday. So that's going to be another belter. So. In terms of the, the competition, you knew coming into the game today you had to outscore your opposition in, in Ahawillan in another p- location today at the same time. Were you concerned with the two late goals that went in that you might have scuppered your chances of that second place finish? We were keeping a small eye on it. 
I don't think there's much difference to tell you the, the truth between uh, Mohal and Melvin Gales, the two solid teams, two teams with credentials to win the senior championship. So um, we were gearing up for either side. On a we say on a team level to finish in the top two is nice. It was as I said, it was one of the team's goals to finish in the top two in in, in our group. So that's a box ticked, but it's not a senior championship, and that's what we want to win. You face Melvin Gales next week. There's eight teams left in the championship. I think most of them would fancy their chances of having a good cut off the off the senior championship, and winning it out. Would you put yourself in that group? Yeah. I think the, of the eight teams, definitely there's five teams there that are right up there with a big shout. And two of those teams are ourselves and Melvin Gills. Melvin Gills, I've watched a couple of their matches. They're moving very well. They've definitely upped the ante in the last couple of weeks. Dara Rooney's proven the player that he is. Emlyn's providing good ball inside. So, yeah, they're a formidable team. Again, I don't think Manor Hamilton will be overly concerned with their result today, but they're going to be knocking on the, on the door and definitely in the semi-final. So... We'll keep playing on. Listen, Joe, thanks very much for chatting to me and congratulations on your win tonight. Thanks very much, Brethren. Yesterday, I caught up with Ahuwillan's Morgan Quinn after his side secured their quarter-final spot the previous evening, recreating their final from last year against Mohol. Here's what he had to say. Morgan Quinn, good result for yourselves against Alan Gales last night. Mohol next up in the quarter-final. I was just delighted to be in the quarter-final. Like we went out against Alan Gales and... We are looking for a win, you know, in the end it probably wasn't by enough, but we had a seven-point win, so we were delighted with that. Alan Gaines are they're good teams, some good players, and you know, Carrick ended up winning by more, so we have a quarter-final against Mohol and Store, so we're well used to playing them in the last couple of years, so it should be a ding-dong battle anyway. It's a repeat of last year's final, mm. hoping it'll go the same way? <laughs> well, I'm hoping that anyway, yeah, yeah. Actually, whenever we play Mohol, there's never much in it. Like the last couple of years when we've played them, it's been... Hasn't been much more than a point or two in any time that we've played them, but um, yeah, we're just hoping to come out with the right result. It's going to be a tough, tough match, like, and we'll need to be at our best to win it. You were missing yourself yesterday evening. Uh, will you be back for next week's game? Oh, that's the hope, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, we're missing a few, but hopefully everyone will be good to go now next again. But um, I was looking at Mohol or the same. Kind of, you see a few li- their lads coming back in that um, were injured in a way and different things and teams are just starting to get to full strength. I think that's true all across the division. Like uh, All of the teams now, it's getting into the knockout stages. Everyone's trying to get their hand kind of in shape for for these next matches. So it's kind of do or die next again. In terms of the playing side of things, do you enjoy that group stage or is this where the championship really comes to life? Um, yeah, I enjoy playing football. I love playing games, but it is a bit tough, I suppose. You don't see, you don't see the same passion where you don't see the same emphasis anyway put on the matches in the group games really like it, it is when it comes down to the knockout stuff now I think you really start seeing it to hot up kind of some of them group games it, the intensity in it it just wasn't there you can see it but um, as for playing games I love playing games you know that's what everyone's out to do like um, yeah but I would I, I don't think there's any doubt there'll be a big step up now for next again especially our game it's going to be a tough tough game anyway well, most people say you don't write off the willy so I'm, <laughs> I'm sure we'll see a, a fantastic performance next week against Mohol the very best luck yeah thanks the full set of fixtures for next Sunday's quarterfinals are two double headers with the first two games in Ballinamore Melvin Gales will play St Mary's Kiltard at 12.30 while Alan Gales and Glencar Manor will do battle immediately afterwards at 2pm back in Carrick at 4.30 Sean O'Heslin's Ballinamore and Drum Riley face off in a local derby 
before we have that cracking rematch of the county final next year between Ahuillen and Mull at 6pm in Avoncard Park, Sean McDiarmada. Fina face Drumahair and Ochnashilan play Gort Letra in a bid to avoid relegation to intermediate status for 2020. One of those four sides will stay up with the winners of these particular games playing a final relegation playoff to decide who will survive at the top grade for next season. The other three sides will drop down to intermediate level. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this show is sponsored by Padraig King, who is running a stress management event in the Hive in Carrick and Shannon next Wednesday evening. It's called Switching Off Anxiety and Stress, using the simplest natural activities done while you're sitting down and a visualization or two, Padraig King will show you how to quickly and easily switch off your anxiety and stress so that you become calm, relaxed and happy. For more than 20 years, Padraig King has been assisting people of all ages from every part of the world to release their stress and anxiety, traumas and shocks safely and easily. He helps them to regain full control over their peace of mind so that they sleep better, feel more confident and eliminate overwhelming feelings. You can get your tickets for €10 via his website at podrickking.com and there are a whole host of bonuses that come to anyone who attends that particular event next Wednesday night in The Hive. It promises to be a great night for anyone suffering with stress or anxiety, particularly if you're going into an exam year in school. It should be an event well worth checking out. That's all on podrickking.com. In ladies football, it was the senior finals of the senior championship and on Friday evening, we had a bruising encounter in Clune between Kiltubbard and Glencar Manor. The free running of the North Leitrim side proved too much for a Kiltubbard side who just don't know when they're beaten. Two early goals set the Manor girls up for a big performance, but their lead was wiped out by the concession of two quick-fire goals of their own for Kiltubbard. Tit-for-tat scoring throughout with three sin bins, two of them for Manor Hamilton, managed to keep the sides close for the duration of the game. Manor did look the hungrier side on the night and just shaded the game by the smallest of margins in the end. I spoke to a delighted manager, Porrick Corrigan, after the final whistle. PC, a bit of a, an absolute nerve wrecker there towards the end, but you managed to have the smallest margin at the end of it. There's nothing sweeter than underlight championship football and winning it by a point. I'm sure Kiltrubert or Gutters, it would have been a horrible game to lose. But the girls I have, uh, they've given me everything since January. And John, there's two of us in it, John Sheridan and myself. But there's 27, 28 girls that have been training indoors, on tracks, out in the field for, for, for moments like this. But we're only where we wanted to be from last year. We've unfinished business. You know, there's this team, they're talking about it coming and coming and coming. Let's see, can we get the next hurdle? There's some super players out there. Uh, not name them because they're all good in their own in their own way. And but, what, what just I can't put it into words. Like, you sound uh, like you've just played for the last sixty minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've done a lot of running. Like uh, there's voices. I wouldn't run too much. Anyway, but no, those girls, were, our girls were phenomenal out there. And fair play to Kiltrubert. They've got. We know the superstars they have, <clears throat> and we knew they were putting up. And we had to uh, adapt our game uh, for that, for their players and all that. But, they, you know. Our girls. I just, I just hope 
I hope uh, we can kick on and get it over the line. And I tell you, in the next two weeks, we'll be prepared for versus Josephs, who are a super team. Favourites, of course, going in for three in, for three in a row and all that. And they've, they've got wise managers there with J, 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 JP and Ray and all those kind of boys. You know, like they'll know what to do. They'll be here tonight. They'll have their uh, our card marked. We'll see them on Sunday. We'll have their card marked. Uchtar girls may have something to say about that on Sunday afternoon, but at the moment uh, they haven't got quite reached the final yet, but you are in the final. You must be delighted. A really good start, mm. but then two quick goals for Kiltubbard, and it looked like maybe their experience might cost you over the game, but you never really fell behind after that. There was one thing I did say um, was not to panic. We knew it was not to panic if we went ahead and not to panic if we fell behind, and the girls didn't. And I wasn't being disrespectful to Uther or Gales there. We played them uh, uh, twice in the championship and the league and all that, and we had ding-dong battles. We know what they're about. Joseph, we've just seen them playing against other teams. So, absolutely, two, two very good. Like, make sure yeah, I correct that, because there is two teams in it. Just Joseph's and Uther would agree that they are the champions, and they're the ones that we have to aspire to beat the next day. Well, listen, a great game tonight. Uh, a good result from your point of view. Congratulations. Brefney, thanks a million. Fair play. Meanwhile, yesterday afternoon in FINA, St. Joseph's ensured their three-in-a-row championship dreams are still very much alive with a victory over an Uthra Gale side who, despite a dream start with a goal in the first few minutes, never really looked like they would upset their fancied opponents to take that place in the final. They conceded two sucker-punch strikes very quickly after opening that scoring and never quite got back within touching distance. A spirited performance from the Balnamore and Ogdashielan girls, where the heads never dropped until the final whistle, just wasn't enough for a side contesting their first ever senior championship semi-final. I spoke to Laura O'Dowd after her side's defeat. Laura, disappointed after that? Absolutely gutted. That's the least I can say. We're absolutely gutted. I suppose we went in there really thinking you know we were going to push on this year and unfortunately it just didn't work out this time still a spirited performance though against a team that are going for three championships in a row so you have to take some heart from it maybe yeah definitely it's a learning curve for us it's our first time that the club has ever made it to a senior championship semi-final so it's a massive step already to make it to that stage um definitely we've learned loads from today um even in the second half when we Came down, came in at half time, and we were down, you know, so we had a mountain to climb in the second half, but we just showed our spirit. We kept fighting on right until the final whistle, so um, yeah, we're, we're happy with that, but overall, definitely, definitely a bit gutted. A lot of girls going back playing underage football, schools, football, colleges, football in the next couple of months. Where do the club go for from here? What are the next steps to plan towards next year? Yeah, I suppose for now we'll just take, I think, a well-deserved break. Everybody has been absolutely um, pushing themselves out for the last couple of months. So we'll take a few weeks off. There's girls, you know, we have a lot of young girls on the team, so a lot of them still have under 16 and minor still to play. Um, so they'll keep focusing on that for the rest of the year. Um, we have other girls that are still in college, so they'll focus on college. But come come Christmas time, you know, we'll we'll reform again and we'll plan for next year and hopefully it'll be our year then. Listen, hard luck today, but congratulations on what has been, as you said, a groundbreaking season for the club. Brilliant, thanks a million. And with their place in the final assured, St. Joseph's Michelle Heslin spoke to me after the game about her side's three-in-a-row ambitions and the challenge of Glencar Manor that awaits in the final. Michelle Heslin, you must be delighted. Another county final? Yeah, absolutely delighted. Back to the final now again. So we're going for the three-in-a-row now this year, so... Obviously, our full concentration was on today and on Uchtra, like so, absolutely fantastic to get over that. And 
even though the scoreline might reflect of how difficult the game was, it was extremely difficult. Like the weather kind of wasn't great at the beginning, and then there was a bit of a breeze there in the second half. But Utra never gave up. Like you know, so once we could t- keep our scoreboard taken over, you know, we always kind of stayed on the right side. So great to be back in the final again. Were you surprised by the margin of victory? No, definitely not. Like um, Utra are a very good side. Like you know, so we just came here, you know, just take the first half as it would come. Like you know, try and get. You know, this year we've been aiming to get you know a very good start. So you know, we were lucky enough to get the three goals at the beginning, and that just kind of thing put us on our on our way. Like you know, so. In terms of the final, you face a Glencar Manor side that came through by a single point on Friday night in a really tough physical battle, probably more intense than today's game. Uh, how do you think that final is going to go? Yeah, look, at, um, the game on Friday night was ex- extremely great game. Like you know, it was very good now for the neutral. Both teams put out an excellent performance and. You know, we played Manor in the final last year, you know, so we're we're both back to it now this year, I suppose probably looking on paper, you know, we're probably the two um, most consistent teams like in Leitrim, like you know, there's no we, we're not reliant on any player, like you know, they have great players, same as ourselves, like you know, so it's gonna go down right to the wire, like you know, so we we both have Beckett Hubbard this year as well, so you know, I don't think any team's gonna be going in favour than the other. Well listen, congratulations today and well done on a personal tally of I couldn't tell you. <laughs> you lost count. Uh, listen, congratulations and best of luck in the final in a couple of weeks. Thanks very much, Brefney. In the intermediate grade, Anna Duff and Eslin secured top place on each side of the draw with the full results as follows. Shauna Heslin's six points, Carrie Gallen 116. Leitrim Gales 315, Drum Kieran 11 points. Anna Duff 21 Clune, one goal and nine points. In Group 2, Eslin, 2.14, Glenfarn, Kilty, 3.9, Kiltobert, 1.10, Ahavas, 1.9, Bornacula, 1.9, Balanaglera, 12 points, a draw. Bornacula's third draw of the championship so far. So all that means that Anaduff secured top spot and relegated Clune to junior status at the same time with their victory in Carrick and Shannon. Carrigallon secured their quarterfinal spot as third place in the group with a comfortable win over Sean O'Heslin's, while Leitrim Gales reminded everyone that they haven't quite gone away yet as they cut loose against Drumkirn. I caught up with David Brune after his goal-scoring exploits for Leitrim Gales, but first let's hear from Drumkirn manager Francie Dabbitt. Francie, disappointed with that result today? Yeah, I suppose any game you lose in the championship is a disappointment, but I suppose our focus essentially was on next Sunday and I suppose that's really a key fixture and, and that's I suppose where the year and the, the cornerstones of a year hopefully will be, will be set as we move forward. Getting out of the group was, was really all, all the process was about so maybe both teams came here today you know and maybe we give lads a run and uh, I suppose give people game time that might not have had game time up until now so look it, it was a means to an end today. In terms of the progression of the championship, fourth place in the group means a play top of the other side of the group. We're currently here watching Balneglera. If they win or if Eslin win, it's one or the other of the two of them. How do you feel about those chances against those two teams? I don't think there's a, a huge difference between uh, a lot of teams in the intermediate championship in Leitrim. Very competitive, you know, and I don't think there's anyone who should be thinking that they're significantly you know, above the level of any of the other teams. I don't really mind who we, we get, and, and we've we've set that stall out from day one as well getting into the quarterfinal is more important than who you play so. a few lads missing for you today are they back next week we would hope so yeah we would hope so yeah, yeah. yeah 
we'll listen the very best look in the championship as it continues into the, the knockout stages. Thanks, Matthew. Thank you. Best luck with your, your podcast, too. David Brune, fantastic performance and uh, happy to get the results. Second place in the group, guaranteed. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose we're drunk here and missing a few players. We can't really read into it too much, but you know, it's nice to get into the, the quarterfinal, back to where we were last year, and hopefully you know, we can give a good account of ourselves in the quarterfinal, I suppose. You know, we can't be reading too much into that, I suppose. They're missing a few good forwards there, and I think Colin Clark was out, so you know, we'll take the next game as it comes. You know, we'll not get too ahead of ourselves. There was a couple of falters early on in the in the group, but you really set out a statement of intent. Should the rest of the of the county be in that in the intermediate grade be looking at he as, as a potential championship favourite now because you went into the championship with that title and maybe he faltered? Yeah, well, look at I suppose there's a lot of teams on a par with each other, so you know I wouldn't be reading much into today's game. Kind of the two teams today were kind of already through to the quarterfinal. It was a it was a sort of a dead rubber, but. Do you know, like you have good teams, you have Anaduff there, and you have you have Banaglera, Drumkeer, and Eston, and you know even Carragallon. Do you know? So like, you know, I think I think there's a lot of teams on a par with each other. So we'll not read too much into it. I think as well, you need to remember that Drumkeer came into the game today with the potential of finishing potentially first, but realistically battling for second place. They're now fourth, so they face potentially Eston, depending on how games go this afternoon. Um, that's a bit of a problem for them, maybe going forward. Well, you know, Eston are a good team, but at the same time, Drumkeer are a very good team. Do you know? Um, they probably didn't give a great account of themselves today, but again, they were missing a few players. You know, the likes of Jamie Langan, Clark, and uh, and I think there was uh, James Gallagher missing too. So, do you know they'll be well able for us, and I'm sure, do you know they'll give a they'll give a good account of themselves. Do you know, two good teams, like two good teams with realistic ambitions of winning the intermediate. So, you know, you know. From your point of view, is it nice to have the two of them up against each other that they'll eliminate each other? I look at. We're not really focusing on other games. We're focusing on ourselves, kind of. You know, we have to. I don't even know who we're playing in the quarterfinal, so you know, we, we're we're not looking at any other game. We're just looking at our game, in the quarterfinal, and hopefully getting into the semi-final. In terms of your own performance, one three today. I probably scored one three this day. You know, another lad will score one three another day. So you know, I got on the end of a few good moves, good works, good moves. You know, uh, Stephen Goldrick set me up for the goal there. So like, you know, it could be another another lad scoring one three another day. So we're not really too much into it. You know, I got on the end of them today. I don't really care who scores as long as we as long as we put up a good score, you know. Well, listen, David, congratulations and best luck in the quarterfinals. Thanks. Cheers. Eslin had just two points to spare over Glenfar and Kilty, who were attempting unsuccessfully to avoid relegation, where they were joined by Ahavas, who went down to Kiltubbard by a single point. Bornacula were able to breathe a sigh of relief as their draw with Balnaglera saw them save their intermediate status and secure a quarterfinal spot in the process. The quarterfinal lineup will be played in two doubleheaders next Sunday with two massive games in Clune as Anaduff and Bornacula meet at noon, followed by Leitrim Gales and Kiltubrid at 1.30 in two massive local derbies. Drumshambo will host the other two games which see Balneglera and Carrigallan clash at noon while Eslin and Drumkieran complete the fixture list with their game throwing in at 1.30. All of that means that Cloon, Ahavas and Glenfarn Kilty will compete in the Junior Championship in 2020. The battle to avoid the drop to intermediate status in ladies football was a very one-sided affair. St Francis of Drumshambo and Balneglera who have impressed this season, ran out fairly easy winners against Drummer Hare to ensure the North Leitrim side would go down 
after a challenging season for Drummer Hare, this now allows them to regroup and redevelop their side and their players. I spoke to outgoing St. Francis manager Paul Martin after his side had secured their senior status for 2020. Paul Martin must be happy with successfully retaining your spot in the senior grade. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very happy. That's what today was all about. Um, it's not where we wanted to be, but um, relegation finals are nervous, nervous games. But we were um, we just had enough in the tank, thank God. And senior for 2020 is a big thing for this group. That allows you to kind of build for next year and maybe bring some of the younger girls coming through into the squad, given that little bit years of experience. What's the plan for the, the off-season now? There's a lot of our panel, like 16... 16, 17, 18 year olds, even a couple of 15 year olds. They have a uh, minor final on Friday evening. Uh, the second team still have to play a junior semi final, so there's a lot, a lot of girls who are playing under 16, playing school football. So um, there'll be there's a lot of football to be played yet. So um, a great group. It's just about keeping them together and finishing the year out properly, and that's meant you know staying senior, and that was the biggest thing today. So um, we're delighted, as I said, delighted. I suppose this point in time of the year, we're always talking about who's going to be involved next year. Will you be back yourself? Will I be back? No. Well, I don't think this is a Leach from Daily News, I won't be back. I've done two years at the group. I, 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 personally, my own opinion is always two years is enough with any team. I think the girls, you know, you, you owe it to them to let another voice come in and maybe bring it on a little bit. Um, but definitely happy to be leaving them uh, in Division 1 and Senior Championship. They're a very special group of girls. We had a great two years. But again, maybe somebody can just bring them a little step further. Well, listen, congratulations on bringing them up last season, surviving in the top flight this season, which isn't easily done no. in, in the sport. Congratulations. Thanks, Brefney. Take care. Thank you. Meanwhile, Ahawillan booked their place in the intermediate final after dishing out a heavy defeat to Anna Duff. They'll have to wait a little bit longer to see whether St Mary's Bornakula can overcome Mohol in the other semi-final. I spoke to Ahawillan player Avine Quinn after their victory yesterday. Avian Quinn, big victory today in the semi-final of the Intermediate Championship. Puts you into the final. You must be happy. Yeah, well, I don't think there's any team in the county that are going to a semi-final not wanting to be in the final. So obviously that is our, it was our main goal for the year to kind of get ourselves into the final. And that's all we're looking at at the minute. But absolutely delighted after today, yeah. A big result. Probably shows that maybe you're of senior quality or definitely probably better than what's there in the intermediate yeah. grade at the moment yeah well look we, we did have a, a, a bad year last year kind of anything that could go wrong did go wrong between kind of hamstrings ripping and dislocated shoulders it kind of you know it it very suddenly we found ourselves in relegation with two subs and I think it, this year we're it, it, we came back at full strength and we really regrouped and restarted ourselves and I, I, I do think it shows that what we are pushing for is to kind of show that we are a senior team and um, that is what we're aiming for. In terms of the, the practicalities of being relegated and having that breathing space maybe where you're not mm. playing against St Joseph's yeah. or Kiltubert or Glen Carmanor every other week, does it give you the opportunity to actually regroup and, and get mm. that those girls a bit of yeah. experience? Well I have to say it was, it, it's been an enjoyable year, exciting in that there's there's girls that we're playing this year that I haven't played since I was 12 or 13 because they just haven't been in the same senior grade as, as us before so it's absolutely a breath of fresh air to be playing new teams and playing new opposition and new girls every week and it's I found this year was a time for us to get challenge matches and you know it is it's it's definitely enjoyable definitely enjoyable well listen congratulations today uh, slightly expected if the truth be told <laughs> given the form in the season so far but the very very best luck in the final in what two weeks time yeah the 28th 28th september is the the due date in <laughs> <laughs> three weeks time then listen the very best luck thanks very much
The under-17 boys' final played on Friday was an excellent end-to-end game between St. Mary's and McDermott the Gales in what was an absolute cracker of a game. Probably the best game I have seen live in a long number of years. An injury time pointed free from County Minor star Barry McQueenie was enough to force a replay to be played this Friday evening in Park Sean McDermott at 6pm. I spoke to both managers after the game, Thomas Crow of St. Mary's, but first, Keelan McKeown of McDermott the Gales. Keelan, one hell of a roller coaster over the last 60 minutes. How's the heart? Uh, it's had better evenings now. It's, uh, it was tested well there now for the last, the last hour or so, especially I suppose the second half we, we left ourselves a lot to do. But you know, we knew we had it in us and we, the lads have you know, a, lot, a lot to prove. And, you know, hopefully the next day now we can do that for a solid hour. The first half, we won't really talk about it, we won't dwell on that. Let's talk about the start of the second half. You came out of the traps at half-time, and whatever you said in the dressing room, it just seemed to have an impact. Three quick-fire points really closed that gap at the start of the second half. Yeah, look at it, I suppose. It's no magic formula. We were really tentative on the ball. You know, our work rate was quite good in defence in the first half, but we were really tentative on the ball. We weren't, I suppose, attacking in the numbers that we wanted to. And it was a simple message that we just needed to work hard and work really even harder in possession than without the ball. You know, it's easy to track back without the ball. The hard work is to get up and help your mate out with the ball. And the lads just dug in hard on that in the second half and straight from the start. Like, you know, you couldn't have asked for a better start, really. In terms of, obviously, the excitement was evident to everyone in the stand, but in terms of the actual physicality of the game, there were some pretty heavy hits went in there through the game from both sides. Yeah, look, at you've seen it. Like, you had, you know... I suppose that's that's underage football and that's the way it's going nowadays. It's lads are you know I'm I'm looking up at lads you know every every lad I'm training there there's there's a lot of lads over six foot plus and and we're the smaller of the two teams you know so I mean physicality is a big element there and I look at both teams bring it to the table but they bring a lot of skill set too and you know it, it was a lot of great football to admire from both teams there as well. Great free at the end from Barry McQueenie from distance. How are you feeling? Are you happy or disappointed or a little bit of just kind of we move on? We'll move on. I mean, we've we have huge room for improvement. I suppose that's the that's the plus we'll take away from it. We, we obviously the way we had swung it so well in the second half, we could have felt it could have gone our way at any time. But look, we'll move on, and we, we know we've huge room for improvement. Well, listen, thanks for the the entertainment, and I'm not sure my heart will take it, and I wasn't even involved, so I can only imagine what you've been going through for the last hour. No problem. Well, hopefully now it gets sorted. <laughs> Tom, probably the most exciting game of football in Park Sean in many years. You have to come back and do it all over again. Yeah, briefly, look, at it, it didn't, it, it's hard to judge when you're on the sideline, you know, you're totally immersed in it, but I hope it, it was a good, exciting game. We were disappointed, we, we had the lead, we felt we could have been more up at halftime even, but, you know, within three or four minutes of, of the second half starting, you know, our, our lead was almost gone. We felt that if we just fell a bit flat, we went dead for a while in the second half. We thought we had chances right near, right near the death to just go that extra point ahead. But thank God we're back there. We have another day at it, and that's most important. And both teams have another day at it, to be fair to everybody. You know, the, the evening was closing in, so I'm delighted there's another day at it. I would have been upset if we were gone, but we're back. We're going to go again, and hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll take the challenge the next day. In terms of football match, the momentum shifted so often in that game. He had it for most of the first half, first five minutes. It was very much at McDermott the Gales. Then you came back into it again, had chances to seal it. It didn't quite happen. And then that last minute free that uh, Barry McQueenie just managed to stick over the bar. What was your, your own thoughts going through your head? Like, what was your own emotions? Well, I, I, you know, it was a seesaw. I would have to say maybe 10 minutes from time, it looked like it was going to go away from us. They had all the momentum. 
you know, they had a, a wide, maybe two. You know, we had a, we had a, a, a close free that where we, our goalie blocked the ball and it was a close in free. These are the type of little things, you know. It, it, but I, look, we're happy. We're, we're still in it. We're still in it. It's half time in the tie. We're going to go again. We'd be disappointed that we didn't see it out when we had such a lead at half time in this game. But look, we have to go back at it again. And it's great to be alive. It's great to be there. Well, thanks for the entertainment at least today. <laughs> no problem, Brefney, but it's very hard in the heart. That. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. We Much longer than usual, but I think you can appreciate just how much was happening this weekend across the county. We wanted to squeeze it all in. Don't forget to tune in on Wednesday to In Focus to hear all the views from the opening of the McGovern Ahavas Leitrim GAA Centre of Excellence in Anaduff. I'm chatting to John O'Mahony, the GAA President John Horn, and many, many more who have been involved in bringing this project to a very positive conclusion for the GAA in County Leitrim. A massive thank you to today's sponsor, Podrick King, and his Switch Off Anxiety and Stress event on Wednesday evening in The Hive in Carrick and Shannon. I'll be back tomorrow with Faces and Places from the recent Loch Rin Harvest and Vintage Festival. Talk to you then.